0: Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling podcast, the place where you get actionable sales insights, that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Huffeld, and today we're going to talk about a powerful rule of sales influence. This is going to help you become much more influential and also inspire deeper levels of confidence from your buyers and help them have decision clarity when they're looking at your product or service. And something else that this rule will do is it helps reduce the perception of risk for your buyers in moving forward with your suggestions or your product or service. So before we dive in and we talk about what this rule is and how to apply it, let me remind you that in a couple weeks, we will be having a Ask Me Anything episode. And that is your opportunity to submit some questions and we will tackle them in that episode. A number of you have already have done this. And thank you for those questions. We received some uh, really thoughtful questions. And there's still some opportunity left. So if you have a question that you would like to have us answer, email that to us at info at huffeld H-O-F-F-E-L-D, group.com. That's info at huffeldgroup.com. So let's dive in now to this powerful rule of sales influence that I want to share with you, and it's called single option aversion. Now, what is single option aversion? Because boy, this matters. It is deceptively simple, but extremely powerful. So single option aversion is when our brain is presented with only a single option in a choice set, our brain naturally assigns a higher level of risk. To that choice. And the reason is because our brains are comparison machines. So anytime we see anything, a product or a service or an idea, we instinctively compare it to what we've done before or what we paid for something before or our experience, right? We just naturally do that. And so anytime it's challenging for the brain to do that, meaning it struggles to find a clear comparison point, or even just making the brain do those extra steps, it decreases the likelihood that we'll move forward with that decision. So single option aversion said, when we only give people one choice, they'll naturally assign a higher level of risk to that decision. So let's apply this to a real life sales scenario. And to do that, we're gonna borrow from a well-known behavioral science study conducted by social psychologist Daniel Machon. And here's what he did. In one of his experiments, testing for single option aversion a number of years ago, he had shoppers look at a single DVD player. And he let them look it over and showed them the price. And then he asked them the big question, will you purchase this? And around 10% of the people said, yeah, they would buy it. Nothing too surprising there. But now Mushan wants to test, what if I add a second DVD player to the choice set and allow people to look at both and ask them, will you buy one? What would happen? So before I share with you the results of the study, think about what do you think would happen? So when Mushan shows shoppers a second DVD player to a new group of shoppers, would that cause sales to go up? Would it cause it to go down? Or would it not make really any difference at all? And as you analyze this sales scenario, use single option aversion, that principle we just learned. Now, if you're like most people I've shared this example with all around the world, almost everyone says, well, sales will go up. And they're right. In fact, in the study, 34% of the new shoppers chose the original DVD player, 32% chose the new DVD player that was added to the choice set and total 66% of shoppers said they would buy one of the DVD players. Now this is in comparison to just 10% when only one option was shown. So that's an increase in sales of over 500%. That is just one of the many examples I can share with you on the power of single option diversion. Now, why did that make such an impact? Because when shoppers were looking at a single DVD player, it was just more friction for them to find a point of comparison, right? And to think, okay, what is my DVD player at home like? Or what have I seen those advertising for? But when they had a point of comparison, when there was one right there, where they can look at the two, what our brains instinctively do is we'll say, well, this one is better than that one. And that small win decreases the perception of risk, boosts buyer confidence, creates clarity around the decision, and makes it far more likely people will move forward with, in this case, one of the DVD players, the one that they thought was a little bit better than the other. There are so many different ways that we can apply single option aversion throughout the sale. So let me share a couple real life examples. One of them comes from a client of mine, an investment banking firm, one of the largest in North America. And they shared the example of they had a client of theirs was a small business who had experienced rapid growth in a very short period of time. And they had identified that the business was vastly underinsured. In fact, they said it was quite dangerous. They had experienced such growth and they hadn't upped their insurance levels. And so they were very vulnerable in a number of different areas. So they brought this to the business owner's awareness, and they said, we'll kind of craft a policy that we think would be the right one for you. And the business owner was very appreciative of this. And he said, well, that sounds great. So they did their homework. They did their due diligence, and they crafted the exact policy the business owner needed. Not too much coverage, not too little. They presented it to him. He said, this looks really good. Let me give this some thought for a week or two, and let's touch base then. And they said, that sounds good. So they touched base a short time later, and the business owner said, still mulling it over. Give me a little more time. And the weeks turned into months and then to a few quarters. And they told me that this wasn't good for them. They wanted the sale. But more importantly, this was not good for their client. He was dangerously underinsured. If something happened, it could cost him his business. And so here's what happened. They learned about single option aversion, this powerful rule. And they identified the psychology of what was going on. This business owner had never made a decision like this before on this magnitude regarding insurance, because the premium for the policy they had put forward was $400,000 a year, and it was a 10-year policy. So a $4 million sale, or from the buyer's perspective, a $4 million commitment. And so this buyer was struggling, they identified, with comparing it to something And that struggle was causing him to just default to procrastinating. So here's what they did. They decided to leverage the power of single option aversion in their favor. They created a second policy and then they called the business owner up and they said, we know you're still mulling over the first option that we created for you, but we wanna make sure you have all the information so you can make the right decision for your business. So we'd love to show you a second option for you to think through as well. The business owner said that sounded good. So they met with him and went through the first option that they had created, the original one, and explained why they felt that was the right option for him, that it gave him the right amount of coverage for the business. Then they went into the second option, which was less coverage, less of a premium. And they said, we don't feel this is exactly right for you, but it's far better than what you have now. So it's a step in the right direction at very least. And they went through that option and explained it in detail to him. And then they said, well, what do you think? They told me the business owner sat back for about 20 seconds. He was silent. And then he said, well, I like the new option that it is less of a premium, but it's not enough coverage. You're right. I, I guess I would agree with you. Let's just go with the first one the one you originally created. They told me their jaws hit the floor. Now, why did that work? They understood the power of single option aversion, and they aligned how they were selling with how, in this case, that buyer's brain's form buying decision. He was stuck in this decision and this adding a second option, helping him bring clarity and confidence to the decision process, reducing that perception of risk, And allowing him to be able to say, yes, that is the power of single option aversion. But you don't just have to use it at the end of the sale. You can use this throughout the sale. I have one client who leverages single option aversion very early in the sale, right after their initial discovery call, where they go in and try to really understand a lot about their potential client's business. And then they want to kind of present how they can help him or her in some very meaningful ways. And one of the things they'll do is they'll say something like, so we've talked about a couple areas that we could potentially help, but just so I can speak to what will matter most to you, which of the areas that I've just mentioned, would you like us to focus on when we meet again? Now, what they're doing is they're inviting their potential clients into the process and allowing them to not only choose of which of the things they've discussed at a very high level they would like to drill down into in their next meeting, but when they do that, uh, leveraging that single option aversion in their favor, they're also getting buy-in from their potential client. Now they feel like they own part of the process and the likelihood they'll comply and be engaged and show up for that next meeting is extremely high, right? Right. Also, when they compare the different things they've talked about and they say, well, let's talk about these two things, right? Now they've prioritized them as well. And that small win makes them even more committed and engaged in that. So you can use single option aversion in a lot of different ways to help people choose between options. And it can be small choice as well. It can be add-ons to your product or service. Let's say uh, one example would be a, a software product that comes you know, on average a 12 months of service are included in that. And you can give people the choice between a 12 or a 24 month. When they choose, it makes it more likely they'll comply with whatever it is they chose. So there's so many ways we can apply single option aversion throughout the sale. So I would like for you right now to think about what is one way where you can add choice rather than telling them, Where we're going to go. How can you invite them into the process and allow them to choose? Might be a big choice between two competing options, might be a very small choice between a 12 month service contract or a 24 month service contract. You can use the single option aversion in so many different ways. And when you do, it'll boost your influence and significantly improve the likelihood that people will comply with the options that you're sharing. Single option aversion is just one of the many powerful rules that science has uncovered that will help all of us sell more effectively and truly align how we sell with how people buy. So now it's your turn. Go out there, leverage single option aversion in your favor. Give this some thought as you apply it because when you do, it'll make you more influential and more importantly, help your buyers form confident buying decisions they'll feel good about. So there's only one last thing that needs to be said, and that is this. Get out there and sell something. We'll see you next time.